Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Shut Up and Drink Your Juice, the award-winning podcast in which we take a look at the world of women's weekly magazines. I know what you're thinking. As boys, we should only be interested in the kind of magazines in which you put bullets to put them in a gun to shoot them. But actually, that's not how we roll here. In our view, Donald Trump is only an alpha male because that's as far as he ever got with learning the alphabet. It's hello from me, Paul Brunger. Hello. Hello from him, Rob Cowan. Hello. And hello from him, Matt Bird. Hello. Observant listeners amongst you will note that Matt Bird is now being played by Christopher Plummer, having been sacked from the show due to allegations arising this week. How you how you guys doing? You okay? Yes. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. How's things with you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all right actually. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not bad. Uh, Rob, Rob, I hear you're going to be giving us live eBay updates throughout. I will be. Yeah, it's pretty. It's some pretty hot bidding going on at the moment. Well, I'll keep you up to date with what goes on with that throughout the show. That that'd be good. What 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 are you bidding on? Uh, you'll find out later. Oh, okay. Well, I can look forward to that. Shall we? Uh, shall we review the headlines? I think we should. It is a Sunday after all. So let's have a look at what we've got here. Pick me up. I've gone with. Uh, there's a lot going on here. So lots to unpack with pick me up. So we have. I heard my fiance bonking. So the story of a woman who has both had sex and is not deaf. There, killed as her baby slept. Then murderer took kids to the zoo. A little bit further down there. Hopefully some some good photos of animals in that one. Uh, and finally, why I flash strangers, flash all in capitals. And Love It are leading with Battered with a Spoon for Crying. Nothing to do with Battered Fish, though. Sadly, that one, it's about child abuse. And New Magazine are headlining with Humiliated, Cheryl publicly mocked by A-list star, and 45p cheaper than Closer, based on the usual cover price. That is big news. Big news. Big, big news. Uh, that's Life, gone with Fake Tan, Racy Outfits... Who dare do this to my girl for... Uh, I can save you some time there. It, it, it's her. It's the mother, the, the first person voice that's speaking there. She did it. Take a break magazine are leading with joyous crowds throng Harare as Mugabe era nears the end. Hard news from Take a Break this week. Hoping, presumably, to give Mugabe a break. <laughs> if, if anything, after all this time, he probably needs a break. Yeah. I like that that's managed to be debatably only in the top two worst headlines there, given that the batter is not fish-related. Mm. I suppose, yeah, kids in a zoo. I'm sure this didn't all used to be as grim as this, you know. I mean, kids at the zoo, that's definitely positive, I would say, but being killed with some baby sleep before the zoo, that's taking the shine off the zoo for me. See, I, I like a story that has a happy ending, and that is a story that has a happy ending. Yes, Mum was murdered that morning, but they got to go to the zoo. And what will people focus on? The lamestream media would have focused on the murder, but only uh, only Pick Me Up magazine gets to the heart of the real issue, which is that kids had a lovely day out and saw giraffes. I don't know if they did see giraffes. It doesn't actually give that level of detail. In fact, the only mention of the zoo is kind of in passing in the actual magazine. I think it's something which possibly should have been lent on a little bit more, um, possibly for the journalists there. But um, we could always contact Pick Me Up to see if we get the telephone or contact details of the affected family and then ask more details about the zoo trip. Does it even say which zoo? No. No, I think that would be unfair advertising because then that zoo would always be tarnished with the fact that that's the place where murderers go. That's the murder zoo, yeah, okay. But flip it round again if something really 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 bad has happened and you want to cheer someone up that would be the zoo of choice that's suggesting it's a really good zoo the zoo's so good it's like minus one murder yeah but the the story actually goes a little bit more though rob because the the children weren't aware that their mother had just been murdered so they weren't needing to be cheered up i mean unless they had a bad day at school and they were taken to go and be cheered up but so specifically going to the zoo is not a in this story in this story 
Going to the zoo was not a silver bullet to cheer a child up after their mother had been murdered. Children were not aware of the murder, which had just happened previously. So the, the, the zoo isn't even related to the murder at all. It's purely an incidental zoo. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it, it is. It's just a... It's um, not like he, he didn't feed the body to the warthogs or something. No. Right, OK. Bit of a non-secretor. Yeah. Maybe it's just because zoo's a funny word. I don't know. Uh, can I talk a bit more about the I heard my fiance bonking story from, uh, from Pick Me Up? Yeah, this is, this is a story of Vicky Kenwood, 30, from, from Shamley Green. He, um, again, this this is the other way around. You're not going to like this one, Rob. This one starts happy, but then gets sad. Oh. As my gaze wandered across the building site, I locked eyes with... You, you have some gays that wander across a building site? Uh, she, well, they're not mine. They're Vicky, they're Vicky Kenwood's. Um, But as that herd grazed their way across the building site, she incidentally locked eyes with Ty Smith, then 32, the handsome new roofer. I mean, presumably he's then 32 and then the new roofer. He's not the new roofer now. Uh, But apparently what he was was gorgeous, all tanned skin and taut muscles. Uh, Working on the building site as a PA to the director, I was surrounded by men every day, but none of them made my heart flutter like Ty did. Later that morning, when I was on my cigarette break, he joined me for a ciggy. I didn't think I'd find a pretty girl like you on a building site, he winked. He's had the gift of the gab, all right. Potentially, I would question that. Uh, But soon they were flirting every day. Then, three weeks later, it was his last day on the site. I was very upset. But then, just as he was about to leave, he kissed me and my whole body tingled. That is some good kissing right there. Or a stroke. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) could be. The increased blood pressure... Pumping through her loved-up heart has, has caused an aneurysm in her brain, uh, which could explain some of the decision-making following on from that, because two months later, so so far we've gone three weeks on and two months later, so we're nearly three months in, and then time moved in with Vicky and her mum. I mean, I, I think that's... I don't think I would let someone move in with just me after three months. If I had an additional... If I was living with my mum, that's, if anything, I would make me take longer to, to want to move in. It depends on the roof situation, though. If there's been a storm and the roof's damaged, he... Oh, maybe, I'm reading yeah. between the lines here. This guy's a roofer. Yeah. That's all I know about him. Yeah, that's that doesn't come cheap roofing. Yeah, okay. So Ty moved in with, with, with Vicky and her mum in their damaged roof house. She didn't worry it was too soon. She trusted him completely and was convinced that she'd found the one. She says, I had my heart broken in the past, but Ty seemed different as he'd never been unfaithful in a relationship. I'm just not that sort of guy, he insisted. Which is great because you know normally if you've got someone who's unfaithful, uh, they tend to they tend to give full disclosure, don't they? They're pretty upfront, yeah. Yeah, I I always think deceptive people do always at least give you the honour of a of a full honest disclosure from day one. Um, A year later, Ty got down on one knee in the bedroom, holding out a beautiful white gold ring. "Will you marry me?" he asked. "Yes," I squealed in response. We didn't have money for a wedding, so we thought we'd hold off until we had the cash. But the next few years passed in a loved-up bubble. We had a great sex life, and I couldn't imagine life without Ty. But then his behaviour started to change. He always locked his phone and took it with him everywhere he went. Sometimes he'd disappear for hours after work, and when I asked him where he'd been, he told me to stop nagging, which is ridiculous, really, because he could just answer. And then she would stop asking where he's been. That's how I would get someone to stop nagging. I would just respond to the thing that they're they're repeatedly asking me. Yes. Good. In June, while I was at home reading in bed, my phone rang and it was Ty. I assume he'd forgotten his keys and wanted me to let him in drunk. But when I picked up the phone, all I could hear was strange grunts and moans. Confused, I hung up. But he called twice more and both times all I could hear was more grunting. It sounded a lot like a couple having sex. Surely that wasn't my tie. 
My whole body began to tremble as I listened in horror. That's probably the after effects of the aneurysm, isn't it, again? Mm. How is Ty spelled? T-Y, which I think is the same as the Beanie Baby manufacturer. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's his prior, before the roofing, maybe he invented the Beanie Baby. Or is that pronounced T-Y? I'm not sure I ever quite knew that. No, it feels like information that's like no longer really required. I wonder <laughs> if um, he had to go into roofing being a tile, you know, because they say, oh, what do you want to be? Oh, tile, be the roofer. Do you, do you think his surname is Lur? Is that what yeah. it is? That's what I'm trying to get at. Is that tile, be the roofer. Be tile, the roofer. Nominative determinism in action. Yep. So back to the story. Yeah, so, I, I, well, Vicky says she felt sick as it dawned on her what was going on. I was listening to my fiancé bonking another woman. Very much not having sex, very much bonking. Uh, horrified, I hung up. I then fired up my laptop and logged onto his phone account online. I saw three phone numbers on there that he'd called that I didn't recognise. I searched one of the numbers on Google and it was for an escort called Amy. I looked for the other two, and those numbers also came up as local escorts. I was in bits. Ty had been paying for sex, and these girls had been charging him £130 an hour. That's more than the £120 ring that was supposed to represent his commitment to me. Is that prorated? Oh, you, what, if you take less than an hour, you can... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I literally do not know the answer to that question. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. I, I, I must... Uh... I mean, as much as that's a very good and emotive point that spending £130 an hour with them totaled up to more than the £120 ring that was supposed to represent his commitment to her, but in a way at least that is sort of consistent that the most expensive thing has overridden the the less expensive thing. So it is internally consistent at least. The next morning uh, when Ty came home, I confronted him. Who's Amy? I shouted. I don't know what you're talking about, he yawned. My blood literally boiled. Eventually, he it came... didn't. It definitely didn't. Can we got to deal with that misuse of literally? We've been on this for over a decade now. Her blood did not literally boil. If it did, she would be dead, and that would be the story. Woman dies after blood literally boils. Would be on the front page of Pick Me Up. Then goes to zoo, I expect. <laughs> yes. I still think, as as previously laid out, uh, that unless you, it's fine now, unless you say literally, literally, then that's when you know it's actually being literal. Is if it's literally, literally, yes. literal. I, I, I think one literally now you can you can get away with that. Basically, that means figuratively. So her blood literally boiled, but it didn't literally, literally boil. Exactly, exactly. Still, mm. Ty eventually claimed that he was just a woman he was doing a job for. I was just sorting out her guttering. He explained. Oh, I'm sure there was <laughs> guttering involved. I snorted. <laughs> he asked me to clarify in what way. Even if she was an escort, would I have been sorting out her guttering? That doesn't make sense. I said, well, it uh, sounds filthy, though, doesn't it? So at the, by the end of this argument, you could probably argue that she was a TIE fighter. Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, it having, took me a while. Having previously <laughs> expected to become a TIE bride. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It's not. No, it's, it's quite not. I'm a big fan of that. Um, finally... Ty admitted he'd been with an escort, but insisted he changed his mind about visiting her. Listen, Vicky, I had a massage with a happy ending, and that's all. No big deal. I heard you going at it over the phone, for goodness sake, I raged. I can only imagine that's a bit swearier in real life. Um, yeah. But he couldn't lie his way out of that. Finally, after all his pathetic excuses, he admitted that he'd visited escorts for sex, but did caveat with, 
It's not like I cheated. There were no feelings involved, which is good. He wanted us to forget all about it and move on. No way, I said. It's over. He moved out the next day and I booked an appointment at a sexual health clinic. Thankfully I was clear, but I'm glad I found out what a rat he was before I married him. And in the interest of right to response, Pick Me Up have reached out to Ty, 35, and said, well, what's this about then, Ty? What, what, what have you got to say about this? And what Ty has got to say about this is, I don't have anything to say to Vicky. I've said sorry to her loads of times. Of course, I regret seeing escorts because I lost my relationship over it. I don't know how many I saw. Maybe two or three. Well, that's a the margin of error there is fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, and and the phone record at least shows a minimum of three, three. presumably at least at least talking on the phone to them. So I, I think it's very bold of him to. Uh, uh, if it, it might be two or three, you know, if it was two, it's probably fine, isn't it? Everyone, it's three strikes and you're out, isn't it? With with seeing with m- escorts behind the fiance, no, isn't it? Have they changed the rules? I don't I know. think so. Do you think there technically is a difference between bonking and having sex? Uh, bonking is like uh, what's the other word that tabloids use? Rutting. No, they don't use rut. Fisting. No. Cuddling. Uh, Squidgy sex session. No, the t- maybe it's bonk. Romp- romping. Romping. Is it romping? Romping. romping. Yeah, that's the bonking and romping are front page suitable words. I think. I mean, does that mean those things are? Is, are they worse? Are they more newsworthy than people having sex because they're worse, or what's the hierarchy here? I think you can just put it on the front page. It, to me, it all sounds like it's very sort of um, uh, carry on films. You know, nineteen sixties kind of thing. Yeah. R- uh, what's know, his face asked with sex? Comedies. Romping and yeah, exactly. Fisting romping and... and bonking and all that kind of thing. You see, I think it's Matt. That sort of look back in the old days. You know, politicians didn't have sex and they just bonked. Yeah, whereas where they've gone wrong now is they're actually starting to have sex with people. Is that the... Yeah, that's that's my point. And in those days, they weren't having sex or sexually assaulting anybody. They were just romping and bonking. Nowadays, it, it's sex and um, harassment. They've gone beyond bonking. They've gone beyond bonking, yeah. That is a shame. That's, uh, that's BP's new... new uh... No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> and drink your juice. <laughs> what? What? Where was that going? I'm, I'm fascinated to know why BP. Well, uh... <laughs> BP uh, years ago, that when they decided petroleum. to greenwash, they wanted to become Beyond Petroleum. That was their slogan: BP Beyond Petroleum, because they were, oh, we're, we're doing solar panels and whatnot now. And then they decided, no, that just, just yeah, that that would only work if it was bonking petroleum, which frankly, I would, know, would, I I think that would affect the purity. It would burn probably smart a little bit. Isn't isn't Vaseline? Bonking petroleum. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a petroleum. Well, it doesn't kind of it doesn't fuel uptake. bonking though, does it? You don't eat a load of vaseline and then go out a romping. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you don't you start because we can't get Christopher Plummer to play both of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Robert Mugabe's got a free window now, so you can always ask him. Right, what's next? What's next? Well, now we've had a bonk. Uh, let's have a uh, a delicious post-bonk cigarette in the form of an update on your eBaying, Rob. Yeah, so uh, this week in Down the Rabbit Hole, I've been chasing after a sacrilegious sausage roll and ending up bidding for the autographs of Andy Peters and Hugh Scully. So, a- Agent Scully? Sorry? Agent, Agent Scully. Scully. Hugh Scully. 
Different. All right. Very different. So, as our regular listener knows, uh, I'm currently a non-resident working visitor to the United States, and so I miss out on most of the news that comes out of the UK because it struggles to break through the daily updates of whatever President Trump's done in the toilet in 280 characters. Yeah, you hadn't even heard the zoo thing yet, had you? No, I mean, I assume that was flashing around at the bottom of the BBC news screen for days, but nothing here. CNN, fake news, completely missed it. So only the kind of the biggest, the really earth-shattering news from across the Atlantic makes it into my Californian echo chamber. This week, that was the news that our Lord and Saviour Jesus H. Christ, the Son of God and Prince of Thieves, has been temporarily replaced with a sausage roll by Greg's the Bakers. Oh, in their, in their nativity scene, rather than as the basis for a 2,000-year-old religion. I don't know. I didn't read the story in full. Oh, okay. Uh, But the media immediately did do its duty, and they found a small right-wing group willing to condemn this as sick, uh, suggesting they may at least already be familiar with Greg's attempt at the ticket masala (laughs) pasty. This comment came from the Freedom Association, who it turns out are less keen on defending freedom of expression than they are in defending the hard-fought freedom to humanistically misappoint. So, the Freedom Association describe themselves they're a non-partisan pressure group fighting for personal freedoms. Uh, And aside from the usual crap about the EU and the BBC, their biggest priority is to defend our ancient right to sell vaping fluid in containers larger than 10 millilitres. Which I think, Matt, you can probably correct us on this, I think that was in the Magna Carta. Um, Yes, I think it was vaping, habeas corpus, um, and uh, something about the slaves. I I don't know. Yeah, crop rotation or something. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, when the, when they're not condemning blasphemous baked goods, the Freedom Association can be found. Uh, they mark Margaret Thatcher's birthday every year in a Best Western off the A52. They have a weekend celebration of, of Thatcher. I do that except for the word celebration. Yes. And it's a different Best Western. I think we should book out a different room in that same Best Western and see if start a fight. Well, they, I, I wouldn't have thought it would because I thought they'd be so into our freedom of speech that, if anything, they would endorse the fact that we were able to have that in such close proximity to them. They got pretty shirty about this uh, sausage roll. The guy, uh, is his Twitter account, actually, it's almost entirely retweets of Jacob Rees-Mogg and the Daily Express. But in between that, he did have his, a few of his own tweets where he led the national response to the Greg sausage roll thing, including he actually went out that day having called for a boycott and went to Marks and Spencer's and bought an entire pack of mini sausage rolls, which he was then working through. There's a photograph of that. Sorry, can you explain that a little bit more? He, he ate some sausage rolls which weren't purchased from... Marks from... and Spencer's. Okay. Yeah. He also encouraged people to go to pret a and buy their Christmas sandwich, which is not the same thing. Like, it's a different demographic. Was he labouring under the delusion that the sausage rolls were the body of Christ? I think his general point was, well, you wouldn't say that about the Muslims and the Jews, so why are we saying it about Jesus? But uh, ignoring, of course, the fact that Jesus was a literal prophet for Muslims, so it should be equally offensive to them, perhaps more so because of the pork content. <laughs> also, I mean, I tell you why... It is it's because Muhammad spelt backwards doesn't really say anything, whereas Lord Jesus spelt backwards actually does say sausage roll. Tom Hanks, eat your heart out. It's Da Vinci Code level stuff. That that is true. That's 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 one of the biggest things, most important things we've learned this week. I think. Um, so I was quite curious about this strange grouping of people who find the Daily Express a little bit too liberal. So uh, I did some research. I, the number of tabs I had open doing this research, I I even looked them up on Company's House. Nothing very interesting apart from that really sexist MP was uh, a director for 10 days in 2012. Sorry, you, you may have to narrow that down from the really sexist MP. The one who wants to... the one, What was he? He wanted to ban all... He didn't want sex education in schools, I think. No, he didn't want first aid training in schools. Because it's sexist? No, just because it, it's freedom and stuff. I don't know. I don't know why they work. It encourages people not to die and therefore not progress natural Darwinism. 
but he's also like a men's rights activist, the one that says, oh, we need an International Men's Day, despite the fact actually today literally is International Men's Day. Yeah, we are recording this on International Men's Day. Three men getting together. That's why there are no women on the panel this week. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, so... Close to the truth. Move on, move on. What did I find out about the Freedom Association? They used to be called the National Association for Freedom, which could be shortened to NAF, but that wasn't the reason they changed their name. They changed their name because they didn't want to be confused with the National Front. So if if you're already on the brink of being confused with the National Front, then the problem is not because of the name. Like, the National Farmers Union probably would be closer, but they're not often well, no, I say that. Anyway, they were founded in the 70s by Norris McWhirter. The Norris McWhirter of Guinness Book of Records fame. The Norris McWhirter. He's the guy, him and his twin brother, who I also know a lot about Norris McWhirter now. His twin brother was murdered by the IRA in 1975. Uh, but they, they founded the Guinness Book of Records. Was he, were they twins? They were identical twins. Identical twins. Yeah. Is that a record? They're the first identical twins to found the Guinness Book of Records. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the 1980s and 90s, well, the 80s, I think, um, I don't really remember this, but Norris McWhirter apparently used to go on record breakers with, with uh, Roy Castle. Yes, yeah. And he, he had memorised all of the records in his book, and you could ask him any record and he would know it. So he's really fitting into the mould quite nicely of tedious pub bore. <laughs> anyway, he died in 2004, uh, and his funeral was attended by a few celebrities. Norris McWhirter, he did, apart from being like really right-wing, he had a, a quite an interesting life. He's visited all 1,080 offshore islands of the UK, and he was a timekeeper for Roger Bannister's four-minute mile. So Roger Bannister was at his funeral, as was Jeremy Beadle. Now, I wanted to know how Norris McWhirter knew Jeremy Beadle, or whether Jeremy Beadle was just turning up to the funeral for attention. So I did, did some Googling, and I could not find any reference that combined both Jeremy Beadle and Norris McWhirter at all. Other than the reporting of the funeral, presumably. Other than the reporting of the funeral, that appeared on lots of different pages. Yeah, okay. So the only other thing I could find was a job lot eBay auction of celebrity autographs, including Chris Tarrant, Peter Purvis, Kate Aidy, Tiffany Dell, Anne Robinson, Jimbo and Keith Chegwin, Hugh Scully and Smiley Smiley, Carol Smiley, as well as obviously Norris McWhirter and Jeremy Beadle themselves. So for all of that, on behalf of all the listeners, I am currently the lead bidder at £3.20, but I will keep you updated as the show goes on. There's still seven days to go, so this could go way out of my price range in that time. But if I do win, we'll put it on the Instagram so that these national treasures are available for all of us. And we'll scour them for clues as well to what this mysterious connection is between Beadle and McWhirter. Yes. Which, by the way, sounds like a great detective series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to this, this week. <laughs> that's good. That's taken you all week. Yes. Wow. You, to be fair, you do sound very clued up on Norris McWhirter now. I know. Ask me any question about Norris McWhirter. I could go on Record Breakers now, and the audience could ask me any questions about Norris McWhirter, and I would have an answer. How tall was Norris McWhirter? Five foot six. Bloody hell. How wide was Norris McWhirter? Uh, 32 inch uh, circumference. <laughs> is that is that bust or that's that's belt belt? Yeah, I, I don't think that's true. I think he's fatter than that. If the listeners have any Norris McWhirter trivia questions they would like to put to Rob, then you can get in touch with us with all the usual ways that you don't use on Twitter at, at shutupdrink or at shutupanddrinkyourjuice at gmail dot com. I would love to receive at least one Norris McWhirter fact that we can quiz Rob on. On the on on the next show, or or maybe live on Instagram. Yeah, I'll I'll take uh, hashtag Ask Rob about Norris McWhirter. It's a snappy one. Yeah, we could get that trending. We could get that, if we can get yeah. hashtag Ask Rob Cowan about Norris McWhirter. To I would say let's not overreach ourselves based, based on our listenership. I think if we can get it trending in the UK alone, 
then uh, well we're, we're international now I mean you, you used to broadcast from the Netherlands I've I've broadcast now from two different United States states that's true well maybe we can pick the the least interesting of those two states and try and get it trending there maybe that's the answer that's probably Vermont Vermont okay trending in Vermont that is our, our goal hashtag trending in Vermont hashtag ask Rob Cowan about Norris McWhorter get out there and you know come on shut up and drink you street team get out there and raise some rabble for us do we have to clarify that it's this Norris McWhorter just in case there are other Norris McWhorters so maybe we should change the hashtag to ask Rob Cowan about uh, Norris McWhorter the one who invented the Guinness Book of Records and whose brother was killed by the IRA in 1975 who later appeared on Record Breakers hash it's just as well it's gone up to 280 characters really if that's what we're doing isn't it that's, that's got to be about 140 on its own yeah yeah £3.20 the bidding's still at £3.20 I did there is another bidder so I I'm not the only bidder so you outbid I, someone uh, to get to let's see who I out, I outbid oh it's it's hidden but E star 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 5 isn't that you Matt no, I'm E star star six. Ah, uh, okay, okay, sorry. Would you guys like to know the five symptoms that could be a hidden warning that you're ill? Feeling shit. Being ill. Vomit. Death. Diarrhea. Yeah, that's the five. Now, not according to uh, Dr. Elizabeth Kershaw Yates of the online clinic. There are five very subtle signs uh, that you can use to see if you might be ill and should probably see a doctor. The first one in Dr. Kershaw Yates's hidden symptoms is bleeding when you shouldn't be. So if you're bleeding when you should not be bleeding, you should probably go to a doctor. Okay, I, I can understand that there, there are mitigating circumstances for women here, but is there are there any circumstances where I should be bleeding? Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by should, doesn't it? Say if someone were to cut you or, or stab you in some way, is it more worrying that you would bleed or not bleed at all? I mean, if something else comes out, if it's just, you know, all, I don't know, wasps or sort of black ichor in there, that's that's arguably worse than if it's bleeding. But they're not one of the signs. Oh. Although it doesn't specifically say bleeding blood. So I suppose if you're bleeding wasps or whatever it might be, that's probably equally medical attention worthy. Mm. Sign two is weight loss without trying. It says you might not want to celebrate that weight loss as something positive, if you do it without meaning to, it could be a sign of various conditions and you should go to the doctor. For example, if an arm or a leg or a head has fallen off, you will weigh less than you did previously. Yeah, maybe that's how it works. Because that's that's one of the few fad diets that have never really taken off the loser limb or head diet. How does BMI account for that? If you've had your arm amputated, does that mean you're allowed to put on a bit of extra weight? Well, I think you would want a comfort eat, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. Hang on. If your head's dropped off... Yeah. Is the weight you've lost the weight of a head, or is it the weight of a human body minus a head? I think you would have to just weigh your head. Yeah, I think you would, yeah. In which case, that's probably the most effective weight loss technique. Decapitation. Yeah, but it's not decapitation, it's debodytation. People focus on the wrong thing. Your head's not coming off, it's your body that you're losing. Yeah, that's very true. Your head is missing the heart and the kidneys and all the rest of it a lot more than your heart and your kidneys are missing a brain. Yeah, I mean, in some cases more than others, but that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Sign three, constant fatigue. We all get days where we want to crawl into bed and sleep, but if you're feeling tired all the time, that could be a sign. They're very subtle, these signs, aren't they? Yeah. Bleeding, losing a limb, or being constantly exhausted. I'm glad they're telling us that these are bad things. Yeah, well well done, Dr. Kershaw Yates. That doctorate for the online clinic has not been wasted. Which magazine are we on? Dr. Kershaw Yates writes for That's Life magazine. Oh, good. The fourth potentially hidden symptom that she's identified is feeling pain. Feeling pain? Not just being in pain, 
but feeling pain. Well, have you never heard of people hurting their feelings? Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Good. In general, pain is usually a sign that something's amiss. Something's amiss, not a mister or missus. No, it's an unmarried pain. Pain is, is single. Wow. Single and lonely is a pain. Yeah, well, people say dating's a pain, don't they? So you know, you'd only do that if you were single unless you were Ty the Tyler. I don't think you can count Ty's activities as dating. Really? It, they were prostitutes. Prostitutes date too, Rob. Okay. Although arguably 130 quid is steep for uh, a Nando's. Are you expected to buy them a Nando's as well? On on a date you would be. I think that's the key difference when you when you look at it between prostitution and dating is one of them involves a Nando's. So there isn't a Nando's at all or she pays for the Nando's it's sort of included in the, the one that's not all inclusive? I think you have to pay extra. Extra for the Nando's and it counts towards the hour. Oh yeah, almost certainly. They're not going to go, yeah, free. There's a, Nan- a trip to Nando's. I mean, they're quite quick, aren't they? But that could easily take the whole hour. What a waste of their time that is. What an idiot. Why is he going to Nando's? Sign five from Dr. Kershaw Yates is having a nasty cough. It's just as well she's flagged these up, because if I was going around bleeding and missing limbs and, and feeling a bit tired and in pain and with a nasty cough, I think, all right, if I had all five, I probably would go to the doctor, to be fair. I'm not an idiot. But if I had that minus the cough, I'd probably just, you know, run it off. Oh, I'm interested in just looking at take a break here. You have a copy of the magazine. Could you turn to page 60, I think it's 61, and tell me what the terms and conditions are for the hints and tips page? 61. Page 61. I've got it. By sending us your letters, emails and photographs, brackets, submission, you agree to transfer to us all rights, proprietary rights, intellectual property rights or others within your submission. You also promise to sign any documents we may need to show that your submission belongs to H. Bauer Publishing. We'll use all efforts to credit you for your submission. However, you agree that we are not bound to do so, i.e. you agree to waive your moral rights in your submission. You understand and agree that we will own your submission even if we do not publish it and take a break. And we may use published distribution or otherwise your submission anywhere in the world via any media as we see fit. Whilst we agree to pay you a fee if we use your submission and take a break, you understand you are not entitled to receive further compensation for any additional use of submission in take a break or otherwise. Well, that's interesting. Intellectual property rights. Yeah. If you invent something and raise that as a thing you've invented, then then now take a break has invented your... Googly eyes. You know, washing up liquid slash, yeah, googly eye. This is... Uh, this is... That should be a concern to any budding inventors who are thinking that their way to get their invention out to the world is via the Take a Break Hints and Tips page. Yeah, that tip of the week, uh, I created a flux capacitor, um, <laughs> only by getting two squeegee bottles and some googly eyes, and here is the blueprints for it. There we go, and that could be a tip of the week. And it, and it really gets the stains out of bedding. And now Take a Break are going to make a fortune of that. I mean, at least with that one, you could use the flux capacitor to go back in time before sent your invention to Take a Break, prevent yourself from sending it, or intercept the letter in the post, because obviously you wouldn't be able to meet yourself because it would cause some sort of paradox, wouldn't it? But you'd have to go and sort of fish the letter out of the post box to set the world right again. In in many ways, it's sort of a, a cheat's way of going to a patent office. Yeah. Isn't it, really? Because you think that, actually, I want to do it, but sod it, I can't really be that bothered. I'll just keep the 25 quid, which I'll get from magazine for doing it, and they can do all the hassle of patenting my super invention. Some hints, tips? Yep. Yeah. So I've, I've got these paperclip hints. Four top tips for ways to use paperclips other than to hold two, two or more pieces of paper together. 
First one is you can make a stand for a smartphone by simply unfolding the paperclip. I'm not sure I fully understand how that works, but that's from Kelly Harper. She's emailed us with that. Now it says here, number two, bookmark. Don't pay for pricey bookmarks. Just use a paperclip to save the place in your book. As an adult, I don't think I've ever paid for a bookmark. Have you? No. I don't think I have. I mean, I would say to go and get a paperclip from where the paperclips live in my house, I would have to walk past three or four things that I also didn't pay for and would be a more suitable bookmark than the paperclip I was going to go and get. Yeah. It just, it feels to me like Leah Dennings from Scunthorpe is, I just... I, Owns a lot of paperclips. She does, but also I think a paperclip could potentially, if it's a if it's a thin paper, you know, if it's the Bible, for example, that could damage it. And then you're going straight to hell, which I think is a pretty serious consequence from not paying out for a pricey bookmark. Yeah, just buy cheaper bookmarks. Number three, lets you fasten a bracelet without help by hooking a paperclip through the clasp hole by using the other end of the paperclip to hold it steady. Or, I'm thinking if your wrists have got unexpectedly fat, you could use it to extend a bracelet. Or... If you've got many paperclips, you can make a bracelet. And that would be good, because then if you're out wearing your paperclip bracelet and you need to mark a place in a book... Or stand up your smartphone. Or, as number four says, use it as a letter opener. Again, I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, These are rubbish. I like that they're all an alternative to doing something that you might not have the first choice tool, but none of them would really qualify as the second choice tool for these jobs. No. Maybe the bracelet thing, I I don't know. I lack the experience to comment. What are your hints and tips? Uh, I've got when decorating I stand the paint pot on a paper plate to catch any drips doesn't have to be a paper plate could be a piece of paper or maybe a uh, copy of pick me up yes yeah it could be so stand paint paint tint on something that isn't the carpet that's just blindingly obvious who not doing that (laughs) getting paint all over the floor as well you might think that's obvious but this one's a bit more of a subtle one Jill Cohen from Leeds writes to say I'm always forgetting where I've left my hat and gloves so now I hang them next to my coats that's standard practice. Yeah, I mean, is that a tip? Are they getting 25 quid for this? 50, yeah, 50 pounds for that. I'll tell you what. But she's not, But she has lost the property rights to the idea Yeah, well, I, of I hanging... bet Take a Break are delighted to have the intellectual property rights to that piece of genius. Yeah, well, that's, you, should, you know, we, in theory, should be paying them a licensing fee, I think, for what you've described as standard practice. Yeah, yeah, well, let's keep quiet about that then. Yeah, I would never, never do that, never hang them there, no. No, no, wouldn't do that. Just in case, take a break of listening. Okay, football stickers. Everyone's got a pack of football stickers. These are these are official Panini FIFA 365, the golden world of football football stickers. So we've gone back from 2014 to the year 365. Uh, yes, year 365. These football players played in that year for FIFA. That was my favourite version of FIFA as well. It had a really good soundtrack. These monks. (laughs) Gregorian chanting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to open up the first packet for you, Rob. Ooh. That's the sound. And for you, Paul. It's like I'm really there. And for myself. This is good. This is good. They all start off with a large sticker. Okay, so Paul, I'm going to turn yours over and it's a shiny. It's a shiny. Trouble now, Sonny. It's a picture of the Bahamas 2017 Beach Soccer World Cup trophy. Oh, oh. That's pretty good. Right. I mean, I know the rules about shinies, shinies and I I respect the rules about shinies, but it's not even regular association football. It's beach football and it's a trophy. But all right, carry on. What's mine? Yours. Oh, it's a three-way sticker. These are three. Can't go wrong with three-way. 
three pictures of three Auckland City FC football players. Uh, Darren White, Daywook Kim and Albert Riera. Auckland City. Auckland Albert City. Riera, formerly of Liverpool and Manchester City, but he was quite shit there. So I don't, unless it's a shiny, I think the Bahamas trophy wins. I think the Bahamas wins. Well, yeah. I've pulled open mine. Don't you get ahead of yourselves? And I've also got a shiny. Oh. I've got a shiny as well. And it's... Well, it's it's football World Cup Colombia 2016. Oh, futsal World Cup. Futsal. That's five. That's five aside football. Oh, it's a five aside football World Cup trophy. So the choice is between five aside football and beach football. Yes. You can play five aside football in more places, can't you? Like ones that aren't a beach. Yeah. Okay, that one wins then. I'm one nil up. Okay, next one. Paul, you've got a stick of Andre Eschenko. Rob, you've got a picture of Olympiacos FC Strip. Good. And I've got Wojciech Suginski from Juventus. So, um, anyone want to claim that one? Well, Rob's is just a shirt without a player in it. Yeah, I think I'm out Presumably the other ones have a shirt on them. Yeah. Unless they're topless football stickers. No, no, no. Those are extra. Who does my one play for? Um, I can't tell. I think we have to go for the Juventus one, then. Yeah, mine could play for the dog and duck for all we clearly know about it. Pretty much, yep. Okay, so I'm 2-0 up there. 2-0-0. Right, last one. Okay, Paul, you've got Giorgio Cilliani from Juventus. Oh yeah, Giorgio Chiellini, as he's traditionally pronounced. Rob, you've got Pepe Reina. Oh, I've heard of him. You've heard of him from Spain. Did he play for Liverpool? He did do, yes, yep. Okay, look at me. And I've got Augustin Marchensin. Um, I've got no idea where he's from. I think I win. I've heard of him. I think you win. You've you've heard of mine. You've heard of mine. But who was yours? Giorgio Chiellini, part of arguably the best, one of the best defences of the 2010s for Juventus. Italian? Yeah. Yeah, no, still, still have heard of the other one more. <laughs> I thought it was who was best, not who's heard of. Uh, as casting vote then uh, for this, uh, I've got to go with Rob's because yeah, again, I, I, I've heard of him. Heard so, of him. Um, oh dear, uh, Anglo sorry, Anglo bias has, uh, has crept in here. So that's it. Uh, I win the two one nil. Two one nil. Oh, you only get three in a pack. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Oh, well, there we go. You'd think I'd be better at a game than I invented, but then that's probably a metaphor for football more widely, isn't it? (laughs) So this has been Shut Up and Drink Your Juice here on International Men's Day. Only remains to say goodbye from our three international men. So it's Alfie Dezane from me, Paul Brunger. Alfie Dezane. It's Sayonara from him, Rob Cowan. Sayonara. And it's Hasta La Vista from him, Matt Bird. Hasta La Vista, baby.